0: Susan Barrett, thanks a million for coming into the Actors Room. No problem. Thank you very much for having me. We're delighted to have you. I'd love you just if you tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Um, well, I am from Tala in Dublin mm-hmm. and I was in school in Rathfarnham and then uh, the high school in Rathgar, then. Mm-hmm. And then I trained in acting and performing arts in the Liberties in Bull Alley Theatre Training College. Um, that was a four four year course mm-hmm. in town, and then after that, I then auditioned for drama schools in london and then i I did a year postgrad course over there and was there for just under two years and then came back to Dublin and continued on doing shows and things like that
0: mm-hmm. so you you were over in London is there a massive difference between auditioning in say Ireland and then in the u k like what have you noticed
1: well, I suppose when When I was in London, the auditions I was going for were... It's all stuff that would be on Casting Call Pro website, which Mm -hmm. is uh, a website that's free to set up a profile, um, or you can pay to get the kind of pro side of it. But it it was all profit-share shows and student films Mm -hmm. and things like that. So they were, I suppose, smaller gigs, uh, so not like you know TV gigs or commercials and things like that. So I suppose it was... um, Different in a sense that it was very fast. Okay. Everything was much faster because they have so many people Mm -hmm. that are applying for jobs. But then there's also a lot more jobs going. The difference for me is as an Irish actor being over there, what what I noticed very quickly was I wasn't being seen as an actor there. Mm -hmm. I was being seen as an Irish actor. Okay. Yeah. So um, as soon as... uh, Like the people rarely look at your cv it's more your headshot or a show reel if if you have one yeah. so they would kind of not see that you know your nationality or something like that so as soon as i'd open my mouth you'd kind of get this feeling of Oh you know oh, no. <laughs> I was like but I, I can do an an english accent yeah, give me be, give yeah. me a chance um But yeah, it was different in in that way that you kind of feel you've Mm. already kind of got a little X over your head.
0: And you've been acting, how long now? You've been doing it for? Uh,
1: Nearly 12 years.
0: Right, okay. (laughs) And how are you finding like the process of auditioning? And I suppose there's always a little bit of rejection. Anything to do Mm -hmm. with creative? I think you're always getting rejected and it's part and part part
1: of package of,
0: you know, being creative and putting yourself out there. How do you manage that? And, or how did you find the process or...
1: Um, well I suppose at the start because um, when, when I was in college here in, in, in Dublin mm-hmm. we it, it was a very good course actually because it was very practical so we did about two plays a year and then everybody took part in the musical at the end of the year and then in third year we did four plays and then musical at the end of the year so you were kind of weaned into the auditioning experience I suppose so you prepared... Your monologue or whatever and then you were kind of uh, stood there doing it with these people writing notes in front of you but the thing about doing that in college is that you're guaranteed a part you know everybody gets a part because you're in college Mm -hmm. but once I finished college and I started kind of getting auditions for commercials or whatever I would be able to count on my hand how many auditions I'd had you know be like oh well I, I auditioned for these people in this place and well now all these years on and I've no idea how many auditions I've gone for so many Mm -hmm. so it's it's kind of I suppose there is a huge amount of rejection I'd say you know out of all the jobs that you kind of go for it's majority is going to be rejection like 80 percent whatever but it it is rough at the start but I think I was lucky that I went into the business or went into training with the kind of realistic idea Mm -hmm. that I knew I wasn't going to you know be an overnight success and end up in Hollywood and this type of thing yeah I I knew that there were going to be a lot of rejection and and no callbacks and things like that if if you happen to get one it's a it's a nice surprise yeah um and something then to work towards but um I suppose the way I kind of deal with it now is is quite different that once I go into an audition like I've prepared everything I can Mm -hmm. I go in I do my best if they ask me to do it differently I do it differently and always stay positive and happy and smiley and everything and as soon as you leave that's that door closed that's that done you don't think about it again that's it if they call you great if they don't there's another one coming up in the next week or so
0: you know I think that's I think that's really the best way to do it I think Mm -hmm. because people can you can get really bogged down I think you know wondering if the phone's going to ring so you just assume That you've done it, and that's the end. And if you
1: hear something, then exactly, yeah, you've you've done your best, and Mm -hmm. like you, you know, you still kind of criticize yourself, saying, "Oh, I I know Mm -hmm. I could have done that better." And they they can't ask you in again to redo it. So it's like they could ask me in again. It's like the casting directors will always be calling you in again. If they called you in in the first place, more often than not, you'll be called in again for something different that Mm -hmm. you might suit better, or you could then like nail it and then they think oh okay so she had a bit of a bad audition that time but that one she actually you know did a really good job on yeah and um, plus the
0: fact is you're sitting in front of the casting director, so you've mm, gotten that far so they exactly. know that you exist which is yeah is more than what they did before you walked into the room exactly yeah, yeah. Um, are you uh, would you consider yourself a jobbing actress or you know ha- like what do you do on the side I suppose because I suppose a lot of people who are actors they have that work balance Mm -hmm. where you know they have to be able to feed themselves and pay their bills so yeah are you doing other things outside of acting
1: um I have done when I was in college I had like a part-time job in a shop that like I had that for like a couple of years um and I was living at home at the time so you could save a bit more but um as soon as I went to London that all just went away very fast you know (laughs) everything that I'd saved up just kind of went in the blink of an eye Mm -hmm. um and then I couldn't get a job over there because the course took up so much time a lot of people who had jobs had to just quit them because Mm -hmm. it it was very kind of intense course but yeah I've done um different jobs just to kind of make a living and 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 pay the rent and that like in retail and then a museum and and stuff like that yeah Um, I worked in a, a cinema there just up until last June mm-hmm. and I was there for just over a year and it was a great place to work it was um, it was actually really fun working in a cinema Yeah, but um, I had to turn down so many auditions um, and I sweet. had to kind of pull out of potential <laughs> theatre gigs and stuff so I just kind of bit the bullet and said I can't really say no anymore was Like, what, what is it that I am yeah. and what is it that I do so like many actors I just had to kind of put that to bed for the moment mm-hmm. and then struggle <laughs> and str-
0: yeah well you know it's it's a question that I, <coughs> I have been asking lots of actors and some will come will kind of say well you know I'm kind of lucky because I can do web design and so mm-hmm. it kind of works out nice but then others be like yourself you're like you, you take jobs as they come and when you need them and then in between you kind of work it out um, I suppose it's nice for people to hear that everybody is in the same boat and Mm. everybody has the same uh, obstacles in front of them as well yeah um when you're trying to have a creative career Mm. Uh, I suppose like when it comes to um acting itself do you have a way of prepping for that do you see yourself as a method actor or
1: I suppose I I don't think I have a particular practitioner that I I follow um like a a, we were really lucky in in the liberties that we kind of studied the different practitioners like you know Peter Brook or Meisner or Stanislavski and that Mm -hmm. and we would do exercises or workshops using the tools that Mm -hmm. they provide and a lot of that stuff didn't really work for me and it it worked wonders for other people and and they use that in in everything that they do Mm -hmm. whereas I kind of took what i found useful and then just let lie what what i didn't right so it's kind of like a cocktail of of different things and also it, i suppose it depends on the project itself whether it's kind of theater you might have more time to develop character and things mm-hmm. whereas you know if it's film or tv or something it's it's very kind of quick yeah. everything's very very fast so the character uh, is, you might not have as much time to Put into um, creating a very fully well-rounded character, unless you're in like a long, long-running thing. But um, I suppose I, if when I have time, mm-hmm. I like to just imagine the character in their everyday life. Right. So it's 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 kind of like when when you look at a scene that the character is in, that thing of like, where did they just come from, and mm-hmm. where are they going to afterwards? and you know like what do they have for breakfast and what type of house do they live in or do they have a car or you know what childhood do they have their siblings parents whatever that type of thing Mm -hmm. as why are they how they are
0: and how do they end up in that situation exactly yeah yeah. Uh, that's um, I think a lot of people kind of possibly maybe overlook that initially when they're starting out Mm -hmm. and so that's a really nice piece of information I think for people who are thinking about a career in acting or really? how to go about attacking a new scene um, do you have any inspirations or who would you look to for inspiration Like growing up
1: um, that's a difficult one because no, nobody in, in my family is in the acting mm-hmm. business or, or um, I suppose on the artistic side yeah like my mum's my side of the family were all seamstresses and tailors and stuff but uh, very kind of working class and things like that and yeah. um, living in tenements and, and the likes so I suppose there is a bit of creative streak kind of in in the family but yeah. I, I wouldn't have had somebody in the family or, or that close to me that I could kind of ask about the career or yeah. the business um and you know it's the whole the whole type of thing of when you're saying, uh, "Oh, I, I want to be an actor," you know, I want to perform yeah. on the stage, and you know, it's like, oh, it's just a phase, you know. Like go into business, be a teacher, <laughs> be be a nurse. And I was like, "No, I don't want to do that." You know, you need something to fall back on. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know, I I I just didn't really. I I suppose that kind of egged me on more. Of like, I don't want to have to do something to fall back on.
0: Yeah, you just you want to do it. Yeah, that's it.
1: Um, <laughs> like uh, I think. Growing up watching uh, TV shows, like we we didn't really watch Irish channels that much. Like, you know, you would have caught a bit of Row and all that yeah. type of thing, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, that'd be great to be in row um, But uh, a lot of kind of like British comedies and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, like Only Fools and Horses and Faulty Towers and that. And I suppose I clocked at an early age of a lot of those comedy actors are actually some of the best actors of their generations mm-hmm. because they... Were they could have been in like a, a, a different program or there could have been an episode that had a really dark story or a very serious um subject matter and uh you know just kind of bring it to your knees of how fantastic the yeah. performance was mm-hmm. and I suppose just watching that I was just mesmerized by how versatile those people could be mm-hmm. and I was like oh I could do that like give me a chance and I, I, I like I can read this I can read that or whatever and um, I did a couple of short courses when I was about 15, 16 um, one in the NPAS which used to be in the factory mm-hmm. um, out uh i used Rings to do it there as well oh
0: yeah yeah and i used to teach a little bit when i was oh, out right. there yeah years ago yeah so i know the factory well yeah and you were out there doing um acting was it yeah it was yeah
1: it was kind of an all-round performance course so mm-hmm. it, you know you did a bit of singing you did a bit of dancing and tap um yeah. and the, the dance teachers were fantastic yeah they um good yeah and and then you had like some kind of scene studies classes um, which were great fun because you got to do a bit of improv, which I always was terrified of. <laughs> but it's like improv—just say yes, whatever the situation is. Just say yes, even if it's ridiculous. Just say yes, yes. and that was that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a really good kind of positive, encouraging atmosphere. Um,
0: so improvisation is a big thing, and then mm-hmm. obviously, like looking to the UK and looking at comedy. I suppose comedy would be a big inspiration for you as well. Do you have, um, I suppose, any famous actors that? You that like mm-hmm. you can kind of say you know I wouldn't mind being like this person mm-hmm. or like this person and this person mixed together <laughs> do you do you see anybody out there that you think
1: oh, absolutely yeah, kind of like yeah um from years ago I was a massive fan of Kate Blanchett right I just thought she was absolutely brilliant and everything that I saw and then you know when you see her playing Veronica Gear and you're like oh my god she That's was amazing. in Ireland and she was playing an Irish person and an <laughs> accent is fantastic and i was just like oh my god I, like she's just such a chameleon and you know fantastic she got the oscar but her career is just unbelievable yeah when you think of um like she's uh, australian yeah. uh, as far as i remember and then she played elizabeth the first yeah that's right and i thought that was an amazing performance absolutely amazing mm-hmm. but also i think um kind of growing up in ireland you grow up with english tv yeah. um so you have people like judy walters Oh, yeah. you, know, you got to love Judy Walters. Yeah. Um, and Judy Dench, of course, uh, an, an actress who absolutely despises looking at herself doing things. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of actors can relate to that. Yeah, they don't like to <laughs>
0: have a gander at themselves. Yeah. And I think uh, now is a great time, I think, for Irish mm-hmm. uh, actors and creatives in general. Uh, I mean, Saoirse Sharon's doing really well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you have Lenny doing really well with his uh, film Room, Room yeah. which is
1: fantastic amazing
0: amazing and all from such a really small island so do you feel the energy changing or
1: yeah i um i think um ireland has a reputation of being very wealthy in arts and talent in the arts whether it's you know you're a painter a writer sculptor poet Mm. whatever um it's what we're kind of known for you know like uh, good storytellers great singers all that type of stuff. And I think the way that the... Like, I love classical Irish theatre. Yeah. Um. You know, like the O'Casey and Be Keen and all that type of stuff. I love going to the theatre to see those plays. I think they're fantastic. And those plays are famous all over the world. Mm-hmm. And this is before you had internet and, you know, much telly and things like that. Uh, so the word was already out there that the writing is so strong and the Mm -hmm. stories are so good um, and the performances to back that up because essentially actors are vessels for the writers Mm -hmm. and then the directors to put their take on what the writer has put down on the page Mm -hmm. and then you know the the actors can have the chance to interpret that in their own way as well so it's a whole collaboration of things and the way the industry is really developed, um, we had a really strong kind of decade in the 90s for a film, like you had, um, I think, I Went Down, which is mm-hmm. a really, uh, I think it's an underrated film, and it's not on much as well, mm-hmm. um, but it, uh, written by Conor McPherson, that's a fantastic film. It's one of my brother's favourite films ever. And, uh, you know, you have McDonough coming out yeah. there as well. And now I think that, not that Hollywood's turning to Ireland to kind of look for the pool of people, but mm-hmm. it's actually the pool of people here Are looking outside of Ireland to kind of bring what they have have. out there. Um, So, like you know, Lenny with uh, what Richard did, and I think went to Cannes and that, and Jack Rayner ended up just catapulting
0: transformers. It was just yeah,
1: it's it's amazing what something like that can do for a career, whether it's you're an actor or a director. Mm -hmm. You know, once you just get that one chance, yeah, it can just change everything, and not just change your own life or career but that of everybody else that's who was outrageous. involved. Mm-hmm. yeah,
0: Absolutely. And perseverance, I think, has a lot <clears> to do with that. Yeah. And like you said, I think maybe people are looking outside of the little island that is Ireland mm. and they're starting to branch out.
1: That's Star Wars, you know. <laughs> oh, I mean, I know. They want a, a piece of this. <laughs> I <you> know. know.
0: <laughs> everybody comes here. I, that's the one thing I actually really love about mm-hmm. Ireland is the landscape. It looks beautiful. Yeah. And I think the one thing about Ireland is I, I think we have Hollywood reach without having to move from our little island
1: exactly yeah um
0: you know so yeah please god it'll, it'll it'll keep going yeah um you touched a little bit on um the internet and social media mm-hmm. so i know everything's not that everything's changing but i know it's a big question for actors now and um creators, like do you have a social media presence do you find that's important
1: um, I suppose the great thing for social media like Facebook and Twitter mm-hmm. is that the casting directors are on Facebook and Twitter as well. So yeah. in a way, there's more accessibility. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, if, if you are serious about um, the the industry and, and you want to be taken seriously as an actor in that, and, uh, you know, if you're on Facebook, don't be bad-mouthing. You know, if yeah. you had a rotten audition, you don't need to voice it, you know. And even if... You got a really big gig. You don't need to voice it. I I keep everything very very close to my chest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know whether I have like ten auditions and I get none of them, right? You know, or I do ten and I get one of them. I don't voice you don't anything. Voice it, yeah, but it's uh, a lot of people are setting up like their own actors pages and that. Mm-hmm. But I think the social media is just getting a bit too saturated with that, so people don't pay much heed to them. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're gonna have um. presence just keep it as the one and just be kind of smart about what you're putting out there so
0: promote work as opposed to what you're doing every single day
1: yeah yeah (laughs) like you know like if if I go somewhere nice for a drink I might you know check in it's like hey they have wi-fi why not yeah it's a a nice bar other people should know about this bar um but you know I wouldn't be taking drunk snaps and all that type of thing
0: (laughs) okay so to be more self-aware I suppose yeah yeah, uh, and kind of push through um would you have any tips and advice for people kind of starting out um mm. what, what would you say to say a new actor perhaps maybe either they've been away from it for a while and they want to come back or perhaps maybe they're thinking perhaps maybe they'd like a career in acting mm-hmm. what would you say to them
1: i'm i would say um if if it's somebody coming back to acting and um, if they'd had previous training or experience and stuff I think uh, short courses can be a great way just to kind of dip into it again Mm -hmm. and then to get the confidence also to just get out there. But also even like a lot of people don't take the training route. They just kind of see the audition notices on uh, the internet or Facebook or whatever Mm -hmm. and they go for them. And, uh, you know, they could be very lucky and, and, and that's great. I suppose I, because I trained, I would always recommend getting some sort of training behind you Mm -hmm. um, so you kind of know more about what you're getting into in a way like um, some people only want to do TV or only want to do um, camera work but they might not have ever done anything in front of a camera and camera work is so different to theatre Mm-hmm. So, I think you can do like day workshops and um, like there's what's great now is that there are loads of different places that mm-hmm. do these type of things, and it could just be a day or it could be two days or a week course mm-hmm. um or some- uh something like that just to um get advice and to as see yourself to do. Mm-hmm. do you
0: think like, I know you mentioned camera work, but do you think everybody should have um a grounding in in theater as well as um I suppose camera work and should they know different techniques of acting as well? Or can you specifically say it's only this area?
1: Um I, I think it does work for some people if if they've only ever known doing TV mm-hmm. and they've never touched a stage and they might never do that. Um and, and they've got continuous work and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And if it's worked for them then that's fine. They know how to do that. Mm-hmm. For me personally, I um, when I was thinking about like oh where will I train or what will I do, I was terrified of theatre. Mm-hmm. I was oh god I don't think I want to do that because it's live in front of an audience of you know it could be a few hundred people. If you mess up, yeah, it's in front of that many people mm-hmm. and it's just uh, it was very daunting. I was I was just thinking I just want to do TV. <laughs> just just do TV. Um, it. But even then I hadn't done any so I I wouldn't have known how to act in front of a camera Jewish, at all. Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh the the course that I did even though I was absolutely kind of bricking it and having kittens and everything my my eyes were really opened. Right. In the training that I did and the just the curriculum was very smart because you went from where theater began. Mm-hmm. So you went from your Greek ancient Greek plays, your tragedies and then you went through to the Roman uh, ancient Roman plays and the comedies and then you went to the medieval uh, miracle morality plays mm-hmm. and then the next year you then went to Elizabethan, Shakespearean Jacobean, Caroline all these things mm-hmm. neoclassical, restoration yeah. uh, so you kind of went through the different eras of theatre there were periods before women appeared on the stage so yeah. you saw how that changed, how plays were written because Mm -hmm. they were then written with a woman in mind instead of a young boy or a man so I learnt so much and I then got so much respect for
0: the craft the craft
1: yeah Yeah. Um, so like the the birth of where it came from Mm -hmm. and where these stories originated Mm -hmm. and pretty much like there's so few new stories these days that they all Mm -hmm. kind of revolve around the origins Yeah. and um, yeah I, I don't think I would change that for anything I'm I'm, yeah theatre is definitely something that I think is worth even just having a little little bit of experience Mm -hmm. in yeah
0: no that's very inspirational I think that's probably a lovely uh, bit of advice for anybody in acting is to probably go back and have a look at the history where it's come from because if you want to be an actor you need to know where it came from Mm -hmm. I know you got cast in The Hit Producer Mm -hmm. Um, but that was your first feature was it? yes how yes. was that? What was
1: that experience like? Um, well, I suppose it was, it was quite different because I uh, know the director quite well. I was cast in the role of Carla Boyce, mm-hmm. who is a struggling actress willing to do anything to get ahead in her career, including putting up with her awful, awful director, Roger <laughs> Mile, who's an arrogant. What um but <laughs> did you find that difficult to draw from <laughs> oh you know it's just at the tip of my fingers you know <laughs> um but the I only had about uh four scenes in in the whole uh script but um you know I was trying to get my head around this character that I'm I I'm like in some ways uh-huh. but she's a very kind of I suppose kind of girly girl like she'd wear nice dresses and things right. like that um and I was always more of a tomboy so I always find that kind of difficult to get into but I suppose a challenge yeah um which is good but um because I I am partner of the director I uh said you know if you need a hand on set like you know loading the car or whatever just let me know and I'll help and then the next day I was there every single day on set loading and unloading the car with mm-hmm. all the equipment and Everything props else. and what have you yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I was pretty much AD for the majority and then continuity, clapper loader, line producer wow, uh, so you locations, learned. casting you know? <laughs> <laughs> it was a I had uh, about 80% of my job was behind the camera. camera and the 20% was, was in, front in front of it yeah. uh, so it was I So was
0: there an audition or how did that happen? Or how no did she- audition, no
1: what I will say is that uh, nobody actually auditioned right. for these roles um, Kevin isn't a huge fan of the sit down behind a desk and take notes and watch somebody do a scene mm-hmm. um, it's more send me a show reel have a look at their CV and their headshot and if I like what I see there. I'll arrange to meet up with them in person and see what vibe, will, you know, uh, would they suit type right, of thing. okay,
0: so more of a, like, general conversation. Yeah, it's
1: more kind of personal, kind of getting yeah. to know the person type of thing. Um, and then from there, getting a, a feeling of this person would actually be good or this person might not suit this character, but mm. I think they might do this one. <laughs>
0: um, have you any plans to go back to London?
1: I'm, in the immediate future, no. I would say that for anybody who's going to go to the UK. Even if you're going for a course, like a, going into a course is great because you're kind of going into a community that's set up. So it's kind of like a little um safe nest mm-hmm. um that you're going to be in every day and you make friends mm-hmm. and that's that's a, a a nice kind of security. Yeah. Um though it costs a, a fair bit for the courses and things like that. A lot of people I know have just gone over and try to secure an agent or um, auditions and things like that. Mm -hmm. And some of them are doing, are actually doing quite well. Um, They um, have an agent or they go for commercial castings or they've travelled Europe with plays and things. Mm -hmm. Um, But they have to have another job there. As well. Yeah. Because it is quite expensive and annually to live in like a not pricey place Mm -hmm. is Minimum like seven grand a year yeah, sterling, um, yeah. and then council tax is something that people overlook. Um, if you're a student, you don't have to pay council tax, mm-hmm. um, but if you're not, then you have to start paying that. Oh and God, yeah. depending on where you live in London or in the UK, it it differs. Yeah. So it's a it's a lot of um, money that I'd need behind me to take to that plunge that. again. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I was chatting to uh, Glenn Kyo. She, mm-hmm. He actually was our first. Actors room Um, He came in And had a chat with us And he is An Irish actor You probably heard from me And he's been off In the States Mm -hmm. He just stuff um, Oh he's done so many Different things Little parts On on law and order Brilliant Criminal minds and stuff And he was saying How he managed to Get over there Get working And like that Having a bit of money Behind Mm -hmm. you Have you any ambitions To maybe even Think about the States At some point
1: It was probably One of the first things I thought about Before I even thought About training Mm -hmm. um this is kind of like when I had my heads a bit in the cloud and um I was thinking oh in an ideal world you know I'd pop across the pond and uh hop to LA or New York and like try and do maybe a couple of workshops and Mm -hmm. get signed to an agent and and this and the other and then (laughs) boom I'll be in Hollywood um (laughs) but uh it's it's definitely on on the cards and a, a lot of people um who are there say oh they're crying out for Irish talent and it's like well there's loads there already yeah there's a huge amount of uh whether you've heard heard of them or not there's a huge wealth of them there Mm -hmm. but uh like I'm kind of the stereotypical image of a you know Irish Irish Colleen uh, red red hair hair, pale skin you know but um if you ever look at um Irish films when they cast the women there's rarely ever a ginger in there you know, because the actual typical Irish person is pale skinned, maybe blue or green eyes yeah. and dark hair. And dark hair, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the kind of everybody outside of Ireland is like, oh, red hair. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you must. Oh, you must get all the Irish gigs. Like, no,
0: no, no I don't. no.
1: <laughs> if anything, you're kind of the repellent. <laughs> um, but definitely, yeah, the States is definitely something like uh, I've never been there mm-hmm. even for a holiday. Um but uh, I'd love to see what the scene is like. Yeah. Over there, I'd say it's completely different to even like London and that. Yeah. So huge.
0: No, I'd say like Glenn was. I mean, it was it was great. Actually, you should listen to the podcast. It was very good. <laughs> um, no, but he was brilliant. He was saying um, even down to like getting green cards and what to mm, do. Yeah. He applied for the lottery. That you know the. Oh wow. The, yeah, and he got it along That's with some of his friends. He seems to think it's not that difficult. <laughs> apply now (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's fantastic yeah I know it's brilliant Uh, so there's lots of Irish um, over in the States and he says there's a there's a little place there for everybody so (laughs) yeah I can set you up with (laughs) Um, is is there is there anything else that you before we before we finish that you would love to promote are you doing anything at the moment
1: Uh, yes um, you you mentioned the the hit producer um, which uh, was was filmed in 2012 and had its uh premiere in court two thousand and fourteen mm-hmm. and then cinema release uh just last year in October in movies at Dundrum mm-hmm. it's having a one off uh release this week uh so it might be after the podcast comes out um which is uh it's going to be on in omniplex in Wexford, Limerick and in Cork. Um just this Wednesday the thirteenth at eight thirty. And mm-hmm. Kevin is also doing a talk on <coughs> excuse me, um, filmmaking and uh like crowdfunding and budgeting and yeah. things like that uh in Limerick University on, on the Wednesday at one thirty. Um after then we have D V D distribution secured for certain regions. Mm-hmm. So the DVDs will be coming out in a few months or so. Brilliant. Uh which uh, is absolutely fantastic. Like when you have somebody who takes on that role of they they deal with that now it's mm-hmm. like, oh my god the, the, the weight worry. is just oh my <laughs> lord still loads to do mm-hmm. um, but there's a possible release going to be in um, one of the two cinema chains in Mexico as mm-hmm. well as the director Kevin is uh, Mexican so he's been back and forth the last couple of years trying to organize that mm-hmm. so we could be in Mexico in a few months as well For a release of that happy days that would be brilliant yeah that would be very nice and myself I am doing a play in the Smock Alley Seen and Heard Festival it's uh, similar to collaborations which uh, isn't being continued um, where loads of different um, plays were submitted and the ones that were chosen they get to showcase 20 minutes the first 20 minutes of their play over three weeks in uh, Smock Alley so this one is, uh, I worked with the director last year on a show called Tingo, which was also in Smock Alley. And this is called Ashleen's Seven. Okay. And it's a nice comedy piece. I, I play Ashleen, and there's two other characters, uh, my character's boyfriend and her sister. And Ashleen works in a bank yes. and um, she uh, is a bit bored and she's sick of having to struggle to earn a living and stuff. So she plans a bank heist to try and rob wow. the bank that she works in to try and, you know, end up in Barbados and something like that. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a nice kind of light comedy piece. So the first 20 minutes of that will be in Smack Alley and the mm-hmm. scene in Herd. So people can
0: catch you there. Yes. That's brilliant. Susan Barrett, thank you so much for coming in. Having no a problem. With Thanks it. very much for having me. No problem. <laughs>